Welcome to the Pennsylvania Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Nichols, alongside my co-host, Jason Gottesman, the spokesman for the House Republican Caucus here in Pennsylvania. Jason, it's been an interesting week. We've had some folks who don't seem to like too much the, the, the laws that exist. And uh, let's start out with talking about Philadelphia election officials and what has been going on there. What has their behavior done to reinforce the need for election reform? Yeah, I think if there's a theme to what would normally be a slow week following Memorial Day, it'd be uh, Democrats behaving badly. And uh, frankly, we've seen Democrats from the state house to the uh, Philadelphia city commissioners literally just saying, we know what the law says, but we don't care. We're going to do our own thing and uh, our oaths of office be damned. And I think that should be troubling to the people of Pennsylvania who elect these people to carry out the laws and then also change them through the appropriate channels and not just disregard them or try to uh, just have a complete and utter disdain for how the law currently is. Uh, the law is what it is. We are a nation of laws. We're not a nation of men uh, or, or women. Uh, we are a nation of, of people who respect the rule of law. And that means that even though you don't like the law, you follow it because the law is the law. Uh, but we haven't seen that. So let's, let's go back to what you said about Philadelphia. The Philadelphia City Commissioners, two of them, Chairwoman Lisa Dealey and uh, Commissioner Omar Sabir, voted to count ballots that are not dated. Uh, these are mail-in ballots, about 1,300 of them in Philadelphia, and and, and really that is a direct contravention of Section 1306 of the Pennsylvania Election Code, which basically says ballots need to be signed and dated. It's very clear. The only sort of mud, mud in the water here is that there was an opinion by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court last year saying there was a, it was kind of a split decision, 3-3, three, three, uh, three that said they, they need to be dated, three that said they don't need to be dated, and Justice Wax f- found himself in the middle saying, yeah, they don't need to be dated, but only for the 2020 election. Going forward, they need to be, assuming that there's going to be more guidance and a better, more clarification uh, with how to address these mail-in ballots. The Wolf administration and the Department of State actually did provide more clarification on that. They actually bolded and made it more prominent that the ballots need to be signed and dated on the envelopes, yet still 1,300 people in the city of Philadelphia that voters did not do that. Despite all of those fixes, the city commissioners, by a two-to-one vote originally on May 18th, decided to count those ballots. Now, these aren't enough ballots to change anything statewide or on the local level. However, uh, they were counted in contravention of the law. So uh, seeing that action, our leadership team decided, hey, that's a problem. They either need to reverse that decision, uh, and since they failed to uphold their oath of office, which requires them to uh, you know, enforce and uphold the laws of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, among other things, then they uh, need to be impeached if they don't reverse their decision. Well, come uh, Tuesday, Commissioner Sabir did reverse his decision after clarification from the Wolf administration that did indeed agree with us that those that ballots do need to be dated in order to count. And uh, so, you know, the, the situation uh, after we got involved and made sure that we're up, uh, standing up for the rule of law, uh, for the uh, for our election integrity, and for people enforcing the law as it's written really seemed to have an effect. And that was something that, you know, would not have been done if not for us standing up for the law as written and the General Assembly's role in, in making sure that we have fair administration of elections. So, 
you know, look, it was it was a, a very, uh, you know, a win for the people of Pennsylvania once again by our involvement. And, and look, you know, it's known to us that other counties did count these ballots. We don't know by what mechanism they were counted. Philadelphia was the only county that we know of that took an official vote to count them uh, in contravention of the law. Some of them just were counted by mistake. Some of them were counted by error, not understanding of the law. Very much different than saying, basically, I know what the law says. Uh, I'm not going to follow it. And Harrisburg be damned. Speaking of, I'm not going to follow the law. We also had an issue with our lieutenant governor, who once again has decided to fly some flags from the state capitol in contravention of the law and openly flouting it. It's in this is really in result from him doing this kind of thing in the past. He he liked to fly potly flags from the capitol. In, in contravention of how the law is here in the state and in the in our nation, he he got smacked on the wrist for that, and now he's doing this kind of thing again. What's going on here? Why why do the why do our elected officials feel that they don't don't have to follow the law? Uh, I, I wish I knew. I think that elected officials have a greater say in how the law is is changed and made, and uh, there really needs to be an understanding on their part that if they don't like the law, then. That doesn't mean they can't not follow it. Um, they, they have to try to change it. Um, and look, nobody's begrudging the lieutenant governor for trying to uh, bring awareness to issues. Um, there's many ways in which you can bring awareness to issues, whether it's uh, Pride Month, which we're currently in, or um, you know the legalization of, of marijuana for recreational use. Yeah, um, go have a press conference. Ha- yeah, have a press conference, wear a pin. My gosh, maybe the lieutenant governor would even wear a, 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 a hemp suit uh, f- uh, or a uh, rainbow-colored tie or something, something to raise awareness to these issues, write an op-ed, you know, do a one-on-one interview with reporters about this issue. Uh, You know, this was nothing... Have people propose legislation. Sure, this was not... This this was... as soon as the flag was taken down, by the way, not by Republicans. Now, this the portion of the fiscal code that was passed in November had a provision in it that was specifically negotiated with the Wolf administration, of which Lieutenant Governor is a member. He is the, he is the running mate of Governor Tom Wolf in the last election. It is the Wolf Fetterman administration, and on his behalf, the governor's office and his staff negotiated this particular portion of the fiscal code, which is now law, and signed the bill into law. So it is not beyond. It, you know, it's very disingenuous to say, "Oh, the Republicans." don't want us flying these flags. Well, this applies to everybody flying things outside the Capitol, other than than, uh, the POW MIA flag and the American flag and the Pennsylvania flag. It it applies to everybody. There is one thing that nobody in Pennsylvania can do to raise awareness for their issues, and that is fly flags, put put banners, uh, or do anything to the outside of the Capitol. There's many other things that they can do. And again, this is the governor's Department of General Services who walks into his running mate's official office and takes down a flag because the governor himself negotiated and agreed to this provision of the law. As soon as this came out, the lieutenant governor started sending emails to his political donors saying the big bad Republicans came and took down my flag again. One, that's a lie. Two, the fact that he's do- raising money off of this for his you know, next political gig shows that this was never about raising awareness for uh, LGBTQ rights. It, it was, was a stunt. It was a stunt to raise money for his next political campaign. And he's trying to use the front of the Capitol to do that. That's a problem. 
and frankly, he's doing it so by breaking the law. He's lying. He's breaking the law, and he's doing it uh, as as a means to raise money for a, a run for federal office. And you know that that is something that the people of Pennsylvania should frankly be disgusted by. Uh, that's not something that the the people of Pennsylvania expect from their elected officials. They expect us to uphold the law. They expect uh, elected officials to enforce the law, and they expected elected officials to go and change the law if they need to. The lieutenant governor, uh, this particular lieutenant governor, is one of the most visible Pennsylvania politicians. He has the ability to raise awareness for issues however he wants. Uh, but instead, he's following this pattern of uh, the Philadelphia city commissioners, uh, Democrats across the state, who don't want to follow the law. They would rather go their own way. They would rather do their own thing. They would rather say, you know, we don't care about any process whatsoever. It's a free-for-all. We can't get our issues with enough public support, so we're just going to do whatever we want. And that's not how things work. And and frankly, the people of Pennsylvania, I think, by how things have turned out in the polls recently uh, over the last two election cycles, are very tired of this sort of attitude that Pennsylvania Democrats bring to the table, not only in, in the House here, but also uh, higher up in the administration. Let's move on to something that lawmakers should be doing, and that is getting back to session making law. What's going on where, as we return to session next week? Yeah, so this is uh, June. It's, uh, of course, the big budget month. Uh, our fiscal year ends on June 30th, so the fiscal planning for the coming 21-22 fiscal year uh, will be uh, beginning in earnest and then being finalized by the end of the month. You know, I think the couple other things that are on the agenda, one of the big things that we're going to be tackling early on is the uh, disaster emergency declaration issue from the uh, May 18th ballot. So I think one of the things that, that has been, you know, on the top of people's minds is is when is this going to end? Um, I was watching Good Morning America this morning. The first three stories they talked about at the top of the hour at the beginning of their show had nothing to do with COVID-19. Once the news starts ignoring it, then it's basically over. So yeah, it's time for this uh, stuff to be terminated. And we're moving along those lines. We're going to be terminating 98% of what the governor uh, can do in uh, his disaster emergency declaration. We are briefly keeping some some things which will be extended for a very short period as we are looking to just basically see what the heck it was the governor did over the last 16 months uh, in terms of waived regulations, in terms of changing Pennsylvania law with the swipe of a pen, and and the unilateral authority which he uh, gave himself by keeping this disaster emergency declaration on the books. So I think um, you know this is going to be one of those times where we take action to really listen to the will of the people and 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 get rid of this. So you know that's going to be happening. I think we're going to see talking about masks on the the House floor and 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 stuff with a uh, new House rule, uh, the budget and election reform. So remain big topics that we're going to be uh, addressing and tackling over the next three or four weeks. Jason, keep us informed about what's going on here and tune in for another PA Policy Podcast on PA House Podcasts.